This is the Kinda Interesting Thoughts on Youth Ministry podcast. I'm Matthew McNutt. I'm a youth pastor for almost 20 years now, and I want to share today uh, three thoughts that I have on planning events. Now, just to clarify, so we're all on the same page of what I'm referring to when I talk about events, I'm not talking about our general programming, our our Sunday morning student quest hour, our Wednesday night student small groups. I'm I'm talking about the special events, the social events, the outreach events, the the fun elements to the calendar. And I have kind of three big picture thoughts when it comes to event planning and managing our event calendar. The first is this, events should sell themselves. That when I plan an event, and, and maybe I've had the idea, maybe one of my leaders has had the idea, maybe it's an idea that's come from the students, those are sometimes the best because then they have some ownership over them, but that the event should sell itself. I should not have to, to work overboard beyond appropriate communication and getting the word out in a timely fashion and using a variety of communication efforts, social media, email, physical mail, verbal announcements, that beyond all that, I should not have to work to guilt, to manipulate, to beg kids to come to the event. If I have to just overwhelm my schedule with trying to get kids to come to this thing, then I've chosen the wrong event. It's not that the kids are wrong for not wanting to sign up. The event is the wrong fit. That there needs to be a willingness on my part to kill events. If I try something and it doesn't work, it's gone. Uh, you know, the purpose is to have fun, to get the turnout. And if it's not hitting it, then the event needs to go. And sometimes this means a uh, long established events. Uh, we used to have a, a band night that was hugely popular. But then over the years, our youth group turned over and we shifted away from having a youth group of uh, with a number of kids that had made bands and were into band nights and into those kinds of events to a group of kids that were much more into other activities. And so the interest had waned. And I think sometimes our attitude is, well, I just need to make it bigger. I just need to make it better. Uh, I just need to do this, or I need to add this. Or And no, sometimes we need to just recognize the interest of my group has changed and the event that was popular is no longer effective. Don't feel bad if you try something and it doesn't work. Try something else. If you have hit the right thing, kids are going to turn out regardless because they're excited about the event. The second big thought that I have when it comes on planning events and the event calendar is that less is more. Less is more. There's a common fallacy that to grow a youth group, to have an exciting youth ministry, that we need to have more. The counterintuitive reality is is that too many events can actually kill participation. What do I mean by that? It's exhausting. We're competing with, uh, when it comes to our fun events, with school, sports, family, that there's so many things going on in a young person's life. Now, if you load up your calendar, an example of this would be when I first came on at my church uh, 12 years ago, I inherited a calendar where there was pretty much weekly fun social events in addition to the regular Sunday morning, Wednesday night programming. And the frustration I heard over and over from the volunteers was, A, that they were doing so much, but B, we're putting so much work into these events and kids just aren't coming out. 
And the thought was, for many of them, we just need to do a better job. We need to make these fun social activities bigger, better, more fun, more relevant, more this or that or whatever. And uh, the reality was there was just too much going on. There was no way. If I'm a teenager and I'm at church multiple times over the course of a week or weekend, I feel like I'm doing pretty good, even if I haven't been at every single thing. And the reality was there was just too much going on. So kids, they aren't coming to see their friends. They're coming for the activity that they like. They start picking and choosing which youth ministry thing they're going to attend based on the activity. We dialed it back to our goal now is to have one fun slash social event per month. By spacing it out that much, kids show up regardless. It no longer matters so much the activity. Now, that does uh, impact whether or not they're going to invite their friends. So the, the first point is still important. It should sell itself. It should be fun. It should be relevant. But they're no longer coming just because they're picking and choosing the event. They're coming because this is my chance this month to hang out and have fun with my church friends. By dialing it back, we actually increase attendance. When you, when you have too many things and kids are picking and choosing and they show up and there's not very many people there, that actually kills momentum because then they're less likely to come to the next thing because nobody comes. Young people want to feel like they're at the place to be. And so by spreading it out, less is more, you increase attendance because now they don't want to miss out. There's a fear of missing out. And on top of that, pick environments where it's going to feel full. Now I can have uh, 20 kids turn out to an event and I can put it in a in our gym and it'll feel like just a ton of empty space and their reaction is going to be like, oh wow, yeah, no, nobody's here tonight, right? Or I can put us in a room where it feels very full and the atmosphere shifts to, wow, this is the place to be. Everybody's here because it feels full. Now, adults don't really like that. We, we like space to, to spread out, but kids want to feel like this is the place to be. Jam them in. Let me give it another example of spacing out events and making sure the reason people show up is to, to see each other and not even necessarily the activity. When we do movie nights, I never tell kids what the movie is going to be. Why? First off, I, I hate negotiating with teenagers about movies. And the second I announce the movie, now we're negotiating about it. And the last thing I want to do is negotiate for a month over what movie we're going to show. I take suggestions. I do social media polls. And then on the night of, when they show up, I usually have three options and I let them vote so they feel like they picked the movie. But here's what happens if you announce the movie. Kids decide whether or not they're coming based on whether or not they've already seen the movie, whether or not they like the movie, whether or not they want to see the movie, whether or not their friend likes that movie. If you don't announce the movie, they all show up because my friends are going to be there and the other people are going to be there and this is the place to be. And then they vote on the movie and they all have fun with it anyways. Less is absolutely more. You want it to be the place to be. You want to spread it out so kids are choosing to come because they don't want to miss out, not because they're picking and choosing based on the activity. The third big thing that I started doing years ago that was a game changer for me 
was an annual calendar. Now the first year that I mapped out our annual 12 months worth of events out was so overwhelming to me. But what I quickly realized is that most of my calendar was already kind of set out. That, that we do quarterly large events. For us, that's our fall retreat. That's our uh, all-nighter in the winter. It's our spring uh, renew student ministry conference. And then uh, for the summer, it's our mission trips, right? So those are our four large quarterly events. So now it's just eight events for the other months. And a lot of those kind of reoccur, right? That our middle school Nerf Wars night is always going to be a hit. And we do that in the middle of winter and it's a blast. That our high school nacho night at my house is generally a pretty strong hit. So that kind of happens. That, that we have certain things that for now, young people like them and we kind of do it the same time of year because it works out between the weather and school and sports schedules and all of that. And, and also in the back of my mind is like if we're coming up on a heavy lifting event, a mission trip takes a ton of time. Putting on the conference takes a ton of time. So I want whatever fun event that we're doing in the month before to be very little work to prep because I'm already prepping for the other thing, right? What I realized is that a lot of that stuff we were already kind of doing. And so filling out the annual calendar with here's what we're doing, what's going on, just kind of mapping out, committing to the dates makes a lot of things easier. It makes communication easier. It makes promotion easier. It makes prep easier. Now I'm not struggling from month to month. What are we going to do? I've already thought it through. Now, every year there's a couple things that we kill because it just didn't work. And so, you know, coming this new year, we try something else out. And usually over the course of the year, we've had a couple ideas pop into our minds. And so that's when we slot those activities into the calendar. What makes the annual calendar such a huge win as a youth pastor, besides just my own peace of mind of now I have the year mapped out, now I know where we're going with our programming, is being able to communicate it to parents. We ideally, now this year is a little weirder because of COVID and there's a lot more uncertainty. So this is the first time in a long time that I haven't sent out an annual calendar. But typically, somewhere around the beginning of the summer, middle of the summer, we've nailed it down through to the next summer. And so this means that I can send out a list of, hey, here's everything we're doing to my youth leaders to block out their calendars so that they have it on their radars. I send it out to the parents. Parents love being able to put things on their calendar way out. And so many of the, especially our big ticket items, the fall retreat, the, the renew conference, mission trips, the all-nighter, all of those are things that we pretty much set the date for the next year, the day after the previous one finishes. So we already have the date. Why wouldn't we give that to parents to block out on their calendar? So as they plan their family trips and their vacations and their sports things, they already know that's there. It also gives the opportunity to, we typically make a refrigerator magnet that lists all of the major events, when our small groups start, when they take off, uh, when they wrap up for the year, our fun events, our mission trips. We'll put all of that on a magnet, give it to everyone so parents can have it on the fridge at home as a reminder, and students can put it in their lockers at school so that they remember stuff that's coming up. An annual calendar just makes it so much easier for people to plan. And 
it makes it makes me look super organized. And the reality is, after that first year, where it was a struggle to come up with one, it became so much simpler from year to year because most of the dates kind of stay the same from year to year. Here's the thing that really blew my mind was the book Sustainable Youth Ministry by Mark DeVries. That was something I read about a dozen years ago. He talks a lot about uh, the annual calendar. He talks a lot about event planning. He talks a lot about having a, a sustainable student ministry that can be handed off to other people that can uh, continue to grow and to be manageable. If you haven't read that book, it's one of two books that I say every youth worker should read. The one is Your First Two Years in Student Ministry by Doug Fields and then Sustainable Youth Ministry by Mark DeVries. Absolutely incredible. He walks you through these steps in much greater detail than I can, but check those out. There's links in the podcast description for where you can find both of those books. Thank you, and until next time, goodbye.